Welcome into another episode of Mid-Michigan Matters. This podcast is designed to go behind the scenes at what our local nonprofit organizations are doing in our community. And now, here's your host, Chris Spockman. Chris Spockman here with the all Mid-Michigan Matters. I'm with Jessica Miller, who I'll say is across the hall from one of my often Mid-Michigan Matters, United Way, and she's at 1016 Recovery. And Jessica, for people who don't know, what's your title here and what exactly is 1016 Recovery? Yeah, so my title is Community Engagement Manager, um, and I specifically work in Isabella County, and we have office locations in a lot of mid-Michigan counties here. So 1016 Recovery Network is an agency, substance use disorder agency, that provides a full continuum of care for folks. So we have everything from prevention, and then we have Project Assert wellness advocates in the hospitals that are doing interventions there. We have folks that are working in communities and schools. We have collegiate programs, which I'm closely tied with. We have outpatient counseling for folks, residential, and then we have recovery support services as well. So really the whole continuum of care for individuals that are experiencing issues around substance misuse, substance misuse disorders. And I'm going to make a terrible analogy here, kind of like when you go get your sunscreen, you got to get the broad spectrum or whatever. You guys are a broad spectrum of recovery and counseling and everything that people may need. Yes. Yeah, exactly. All right. And I saw online 1016, kind of a cool story. Where does that come from? Tell everybody about that. Yeah. So it is a really neat story. So 1016 Eastman Avenue is the location of what is now our men's sober living home. But originally, that is where um, local nonprofits got together and created the first building for 1016, where our services first started. Back then, it just, you know, coincidentally enough, not only was 1016 the address of the house, but then 1016 was also a police code for open door. And the idea around this service was for the community to have an open door, individuals that needed the service to have an open door to come into. And so, you know, that just seemed like a perfect name for us. So now that's our men's house. We also have a women's house that's in Midland as well, um, so that folks that are looking to maybe transition from residential to outpatient, they have a place that they can go that is protective from substances. Yeah, I mean, different than, than, you know, halfway houses for when people are coming out of jail. These are people who may or may have not been in some type of trouble or whatever, but they're going through an inpatient rehab and then they're able to go to these homes afterwards. It's, you know, like I said, I hate to use that that analogy with jail, but that's, you know, it's a similar situation, yes? Yeah, it's a, it's a safe and protective space for those folks. That's the best right? way to put it. Yeah. yeah, and then there's additional resources. So we have um, housing staff that work specifically with the individuals living there, and then they're also connected to our outpatient centers and our recovery coaches as well. All right. And my brother, when I was telling him I was interviewing, he said, oh, 1016. He says, you know how they got their name? That's their location on Eastman Avenue. And then I looked it up online. It was one of those, aha, he's wrong. But then he's actually right too, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> so that's yep. pretty cool. And now you guys are a nonprofit. Tell everybody how, you know, how that works with you guys. Yeah. So we are a nonprofit. We have um, some fee-for-service programs that we offer. We have a lot of grants that we utilize for like our prevention and recovery support services. And so we work with local PAHPs, prepaid inpatient health provider, Mid-State Network, Mid-State Health Network, excuse me, is our local PAHP in this region. I read all kinds of stuff online. The philosophy Substance abuse order is recognized as treatable health problems that can affect physical, psychological, emotional, and spiritual health. And the one thing I read that I thought was kind of cool, you want to teach people how to handle life on life's terms. Can, can, you, can you speak to that a little bit, or is that just some language online? <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, we believe that people can have 
full and have fulfilling lives with with purpose and, and be members of the community free from alcohol or other substance use. And so we work with individuals across the spectrum of ages and across the spectrum of needs that they have to really show them how to do that, give them the tools to do that. We do believe strongly in community. And when folks are are recovering, that community is really what helps them and aids them in that. And so we walk alongside them to be able to achieve that in this real supportive environment. And now, how did you guys start? How did this, how did 1016 all start? If you can go back to before your time here, I'm sure. Yeah, um, I imagine that you're that you're looking off into the sky a little bit right now too. This is some of the times I wish it was on video. You're thinking, man, it has been around for a while, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you know, our our president CEO Sam Price, he knows all of this, you know, off the top of his head, and can maybe speak to it even better than I can. But there was a need in the community of Midland um, for these services, and so there were some local nonprofits that had gotten together, and as they came together, some churches and other nonprofits in the area, they were able to find the 1016 Eastman Place and to be able to offer that um, up to to folks who needed that service. After that, then we have gone through a lot of expansion um, and service, innovative services, I think of when I when I think of the things that we've been able to do in just the six years that I've been here. So we have created the collegiate recovery programs. We have done our wellness assert advocate programs um, in the EDs. And we are also in a multitude of different counties. So That was, was going to be my next question. Where are all the locations of 1016 Recovery? Yep. So we have our main location, like where we started, is in Midland. And that's where our administrative offices are and our Midland outpatient offices. Then we also have our recovery centers. And we have one in Bay County. We have one in Saginaw. We've partnered with Great Lakes Bay Health to offer recovery coaching services. And then we have outpatient in Clare, Gladwin, also over in Macosta County and Big Rapids. And then we have our location here in Isabella County. Not every location has all of the same services. Some have more than others. So not every county has collegiate recovery. But everywhere there is a, you know, somewhere on that spectrum off of M20, you know, just down the road here, you know, Midland is in, um, we have our residential services program. So we have definitely tried to grow and evolve as the clients and the people in our communities have needed our services. And so some of that has changed over the years. Some people, especially in Isabel County, may be familiar with when we had a familiarly known as detox, but now it's withdrawal management program over off High Street, and we had outpatient at that time. And as some of the needs of the communities have changed, we have um, we no longer have the withdrawal management program, and we have collegiate recovery here, but we don't have outpatient services currently right here in Isabella County. All right. And so like I said, it's just different services everywhere, but I'll toot your horn here a little bit. It obviously works if you guys have expanded this much since I believe it's 1979 or something when things have started. You guys have grown immensely, haven't you? Yes. Yes. Our footprint definitely has grown. And at the same time, I think we understand that there is, there needs to be a space like for everybody. So we're not looking to encroach on our on other providers outside of kind of our area that are, that we have like philosophies with right so we are looking to be right sized and make sure that the services that we offer folks we're doing them well 
but we know that the work that we do and what we believe in is is powerful. We know that we do it very well. And so that's why I think we've been able to stand the test of time in the communities that we've gone into and why there's a lot of people that do want to partner with us and are interested in doing these collaborations. So we've got like with our CERT advocates, we have partnerships with Ascension and My Michigan Hospital and Spectrum. So there's not, if we weren't doing something well, we wouldn't be having reputable agencies wanting to partner with us. And now Chris Bachman here with Jessica Miller talking about 1016 Recovery in Mount Pleasant and all over the place as well. One more time, those locations where you guys are all at in case somebody is seeking services. Yeah, so we have our outpatient locations in Macosta County and Big Rapids. We have Clare and Gladwin County. We also have Midland County. And then we have recovery centers in Bay and Saginaw County as well. All right, and now for you with the, you do the college stuff here, exactly. What is that program called, exactly, my bad? Yeah, no, that's all right. It's called CREW, and it stands for Collegiate Recovery Education and Wellness. And so those programs, the first one started on campus at Central Michigan University, and that was six years ago. That was what I first came to 1016 to do, having a background in higher education myself. Is is CREW kind of your baby a little bit? A, a little bit, right. but you know, it's it's a it's a we, not an I. So I know that even if I seem to have been the face of that, that I have lots of support uh, and champions behind me. Um, but it is it is something that I've been involved with since the first day I started here, um, and it was it's been really neat too. We have this saying, you know, build the airplane as we're flying it. So I had to get comfortable with the idea that we were really you know, forging new ground and collegiate recovery programs in and of themselves aren't new. Um, they have existed. Rutgers was one of the first universities to have one. You know, they've been back in the 60s and 70s. However, the idea of a substance use disorder agency partnering with a university to offer a program like this, that is unique. And so when I talk about the innovative services that 1016 looks to offer, this falls in line with that. So Sam Price, our president CEO, had heard about collegiate recovery programs, went to a conference, had this vision that we could definitely do something like this. And so we have since made it happen. And not only did we do it at CMU, but then other schools, Ferris got wind of it and they wanted in on that. So now we have a program at Ferris State University. We've had that for about four years. And then most recently, Mid-Michigan College. So as people, you know, listening to this know, um, there's a campus here in Mount Pleasant, but they also have a campus in Harrison over in Clare County. So we have a site coordinator for all three of these programs. um, And it's been really cool getting into the community college space because individuals who might be looking to go to school after experiencing, you know, active addiction and they're getting into recovery and maybe they already have a job and and kids or a house or maybe, you know, they just maybe have some different circumstances than what we would think of your traditional college age student. They are the community college is a great place for them to start, right? There's other folks who have started college, then they've dropped out. And so maybe they're not academically eligible to go back to university. So community college as an open door institution provides just such a nice first step for them getting back into their education. And then because we have not only our com- our collegiate recovery programs at Ferris and CMU, but we also have colleagues at other schools that offer these. It just creates a nice pipeline for students to continue to have that support at the university level to maintain recovery in what can be a recovery hostile environment. 
And you guys do have an event coming up, Run for Recovery, August 20th. It's going to be down at Island Park. What time does it start? Yeah, it starts at 8.30, and that is through what we call um, our Isabella Substance Awareness Coalition. So as an agency in the different counties that we're in, our prevention folks, they have coalitions, substance awareness coalitions. And so ours is called Isaac, and it is an opportunity once a month community members get together and we talk about how can we make this community, how can we make Isabella County better? How can we increase awareness of substance misuse? How can we decrease stigma? How can we get help out there? How can we help parents have conversations with their kids, what to, what they need to look for? And so for recovery month, which is September, it has been appropriate for us to do this run for recovery. And that's sponsored by the Isabella Substance Awareness Coalition. Right. And so this is our third year doing that. And um, it seems to be increasing in its popularity. We're still in sort of the infancy stages, especially when you take into account COVID, but it is a free event for folks. So those of you that, you know, run 5Ks, you know, usually you have to pay money for the medal or the t-shirt or the whatever. This is You free. got a free 5K. That That free is a 5K. completely different thing. And it's August 20th at Island Park. And I do see you got a bunch of swag out here and stuff too. There's going to be a lot of fun stuff happening down there at Island Park, I'm sure. Yeah. Yep, we will. And we've got great volunteers um, that you'll see along the way. It, the first hundred folks, they get a free swag bag and a t-shirt. Right. So yeah, it's it's great. And like I said, it's it's free to register for the event. You can run, you can walk, um, just get out there and enjoy the beautiful weather in Island Park, you know, is so beautiful also. And with you guys being a nonprofit, if somebody wanted to donate there, I'm sure that would not be an issue either. We will not turn that down. So. Yep. And I think the big thing here, if if you know somebody who wants to get involved with 1016 Recovery or you know somebody who might need the, the facilities, the services you guys provide, how do you go about getting a hold of you guys and getting somebody maybe started in that process? Yeah, yep, absolutely. So anybody who is interested can certainly call, you know, reach out to me at my office and my number is 989-817-7915. And then I can get them connected with the appropriate person. I know you might have folks that even listen to this out of county, so we can make sure that they get connected. Yeah, and so yeah, if somebody's listening to this, you know, up in Gladwin or even in Florida, if they need some help, they give you a call, you're going to get them connected to somebody that's going to be able to help them, are Absolutely. Yeah, but I always say with Andy Sanders, we always end with, you know, if, if you if you need some help, call 211. And so I'm sure if somebody calls 211, they could eventually be sent over to you guys here at the 1016 Recovery Network. And yeah. the one thing that you talked about that I think is so big with substance abuse, alcohol abuse, and recovery stigma. You know, there's that stigma out there. And I don't know if you Homeboy Industries is a gang recovery thing out in LA and Gregory Boyle runs it. And he, he has this saying that if a traumatized person traumatizes the world, then a cherished person will cherish the world. And I, I feel like that's what you guys are doing here. You're making sure people know that they're cherished and that's really what's going to help them in their recovery. Is that, is that kind of a good way to put a bow on it maybe? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, individuals that, you know, have substance disorder or active or they're in recovery, they're people, they still deserve respect. And so we treat all of our clients with the respect that they deserve. We believe that recovery is possible. I'm a person in long-term recovery, and so I know recovery is possible. A lot of our staff are individuals in recovery. So it's that lived experience too. I mean, people don't get into this type of work without having some type of lived experience. Either they themselves are in recovery or they have a friend, family member, loved one, and they've been impacted by substance use in some way. And so that's 
that's one of the things that I that I really appreciate is being able to like live out loud in recovery. Um, and we encourage our our clients to be able to do that because we do see hope in that. You know, so the language piece is a huge part of that, right? I mean, there there is we do anti-stigma presentations um, all the time. We would do them for, for anybody to help decrease that stigma. Yeah, and then, you know, another thing, if you know somebody that, that you think might be having a problem, ask them if they're okay. Don't be afraid to ask for help yourself and that kind of thing. That's another thing that so many people are, you know, the stigma, you know, they're afraid to ask for help themselves or they don't want to make their family member or their friend upset by asking them if they're having an issue. But if you don't ask these questions, things are only going to get worse, correct? Yeah. I mean, ask the questions. You don't have to ask it in a way that that is accusatory. I mean, just asking out of care and compassion. And if somebody needs help and how to ask those questions, I imagine that's something you could help with as well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have people call and we work with folks all the time that are talking about how you know their loved one is using substances and it's impacting them this way. And what can they do? Because the when you love somebody, you want to fix it. You want to do it. And you want to do the one thing. So not only do we, you know, help those folks, we if they need to get their loved one connected to other services that we offer, but also letting those individuals know, well, what services are available in the community for them to go to support? So whether that's, you know, Al-Anon family groups or another type of um, mutual help program for those individuals, that's what we can offer as well. 1016 Recovery, it stands for Open Door Recovery, essentially, with the you know 1016 Eastman and the 1016, the police code means an open door. Jessica Miller, thanks so much for taking some time to chat with me on Mid-Michigan Managed. Do we, we miss anything? Anything else you anything else you want to touch on? I don't think so. All right. I think we covered it pretty good. If anybody wants to know about 1016 Recovery, they, they just go to this podcast right here. Thanks so much, Jessica. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mid-Michigan Matters. While you're here, feel free to browse earlier episodes or other podcast programs on our platform. Listen to what you will and spread the word. Thanks again for listening.